Hello and welcome to the Music Survival Guide, the independent musician's guide on how to survive in the music industry. My name's Phil, a mixing and mastering engineer with Vortis Sound Studios. It's a strange one this week because as this goes out, I am on holiday. I am in rural Wales walking around the hills, basically. I'm hoping that I can still go because as I record this, the region we're going to is still open, but we will see. So (laughs) hopefully I will be on holiday relaxing. But anyway, we'll see. This week, I wanted to talk about electronic press kits. So this is something that for some reason we've just never talked about on the podcast. And it is a really, really fundamental thing to have if you want to push your band in a really professional direction. Now, if you don't know what an electronic press kit is, don't worry. It's a simple thing. It's a standard recognised medium in the music industry for a person. So that could be a reviewer of your music, a record label, a gig promoter, a festival booker, people like these. They're going to find out all about your band and how you sound and what you're like in a manageable package. So it's like your social media profile, but for professionals and people you're trying to engage with professionally. So it needs to perform different functions to your social media profiles. But there are some similarities to your social media profiles. So don't worry about it. I think it's really simple to do. And I think it's really easy to overcomplicate these things. So don't overthink it as I'm talking through these things. Maybe make some notes, think about what you need to include and get working on it. I think the sooner you have this ready, the better. And especially right now, especially now as there's not really many or any gigs happening, getting your EPK organised ahead of time is a great thing to do. It's a great use of your time. I've got a list of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight things that need to go in your EPK. And I'm going to just roll through them and explain what they are, what you need to include in each one and why it's important. Um, And this is just such a foundational thing to include for your band. So thing number one, without any hesitation, is a bio. So this is a really, really important bit. It basically tells people, as you will no doubt be aware, what you are like and what your band is like. So someone who doesn't know anything about you can read it and get a feel, a start of a feel for what you're like. So The thing is, you need to have different versions, different length versions for different people. So it's worth planning different styles of bio. Don't worry for the minute about how you're going to deliver that and how you're going to show that for people. I've got a few options for you. But for now, you just want to think about your bio and physically writing it out. So you need to have, in my mind, four versions. You need to have an elevator pitch, which is like one to two sentences. It's really short, really snappy. It could be, we are blah, blah, band. We are a hard rock band from Newcastle, for example. I don't know why Newcastle, but that's what came to mind. Bio number two that you need to think about is a short bio. So that's one paragraph where you can flesh that out a bit more, give a bit more information about yourself, where you've come from, what you're like, maybe what your influences are. Number three is a medium bio. So that's like two to three paragraphs. And number four to kind of rattle through them is a long bio. So that's four paragraphs. The longer they get, the more you can start to tell the story of the band, where you came from, how you got together, more of your influences, things like that. But the shorter, snappier one is really important too, because there are some people who are going to read your EPK who don't have time to read a four paragraph bio. They need that one to two sentences so they can make a quick, essentially, judgment about what you're like 
and move on uh, basically i know that sounds sad and you're going to spend a long time crafting this and there's going to be a lot of people who just skim read it and you're just going to have to deal with that but including buyers of different links is really 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 important so that different people can be catered to Number two of the things that you need to include is some photos. So you need to include official promotional photos. You need to make them high res and you need to make them downloadable. Now, you may be thinking, why? Because, you know, this is just an EPK. It's just for someone to see. Not necessarily. So this is also a resource for those people. Say if they booked you for a festival, if they booked you for a gig, they are going to use the things within this EPK to promote you so if you go to a festival website and you see the list of bands that are playing and you see some photos and you maybe even see some bios they will be lifted from epks so it's important to include some photos that you like uh, but you also want to include variety so you want to include some live photos some posed photos from photo shoots you want to include some vertical horizontal maybe even black and white versions and you want to include the most recent album or single cover, depending on what you've released most recently, because you can also send this EPK for reviewers and they then have an album or single cover to include if they're writing an article reviewing your music. And you, you just made it so easy for them to access your resources to make a really professional looking review for example and they're going to want to work with you because you're making it as easy as possible your epk is also about making it as easy as possible for people to access you engage with you and work with you and what you have having said that thing number three that you need to include is links to your music really obviously because an epk without any music is a very strange thing indeed i don't know what the point of that would be so you need to have links to all relevant streaming platforms, which includes Spotify and Apple Music especially, but you could include some kind of smaller providers as well. What you're trying to do there is to cater to the tastes of the person who is reading the EPK. So you may go, well, I only use Spotify, so therefore I'll only include a Spotify link. Not so, because the other people might use different things like Apple Music. Apple Music, I found a very strange thing. So I don't have it personally, but Joe does. So if I ever need an Apple Music link, I need to go to Joe. So you've got to find someone who has an Apple Music account and they'll be able to give you a link to a direct link to your kind of streaming um, profile on Apple Music. Very easy to do. Once you've got it, you've got it. The other thing you might want to include with music is to include free downloads on your profile. So again, this is great for reviewers who then can just download it and listen to it in their own time. It's about making it as easy as humanly possible for these people to access your music and engage with it. And then in this case, review it. So that's a really important thing to think about. But if you do include free downloads, make sure you password protect it because you don't want anyone getting access to this because then all they need is a link and they're in. But if you password protect it, it's just that little bit more protection that stops your music getting into, I was going to say the wrong hands. I don't mean the wrong hands, but you know what I mean. Getting into the hands of people who you don't necessarily want to have your music for free. So thing number one, two, three, four is videos so videos are also a really important thing to consider they are more engaging than a bio because it's visual and people love visual stuff and again it kind of mixes the bio the music and the photos into one package almost that's what that's what i think of as a video 
so it's, again, it's an even quicker way for someone to find out what your band is like or what your music is like. And include maybe some live videos if you have them, if they're professionally shot. Include some music videos, include some variety, because these are what venues and festival promoters will use to promote booked artists. As well as your photos, they might use your videos. Include embeddable links so that they can nick that link and then use it on their website, on their social media. Again, as I say, I'm going to keep saying this, this is about making it as easy and simple as possible for people to engage with your music. So after the break, I'm going to talk about the remaining four parts that you need to complete an EPK, and then I'm going to talk about how you can get one available for people to download. Welcome back. So, as I was saying, EPK. The next thing to include is a list of articles or reviews. So you want to include your best reviews and your best interviews. Now, best is a very subjective thing. You just got to trawl through and find what you like, basically. You want to pull the best quotes from each one and put it next to the link. Because you can't assume that people who are going to read your EPK are going to click on each and every link and read each and every interview. You're going to find that one or two sentences from each and every review that you read it and you kind of go, I can't believe someone said that about us. That's really cool. And put it in your EPK because it is the bit that you want the person reading your EPK to take away with them to go, this band is great, you know, whatever the quote is. So that is a really helpful thing to do. And it could, again, perform part of a promotion that someone makes about you if they're, you're doing a gig or it could form part of a review if they want to go that way. The next thing to include, I believe this is point number six, is a strange one perhaps at first glance. It's career highlights. So this is separate to your bio. You could include some of this in your bio. It's separate to your bio and it gives a positive context to yourself and to your music. So have you performed at a high profile gig or at a festival? Have you supported a really kind of major band in your genre? Have you maybe had streaming success? You've had a lot of streams, say in a month. Or have you got a lot of social media follows? Use that information. Use those success stories to big yourself up, basically. And you don't want to make this a very long bit. You're not trying to go on and on, wanging on about your successes. You want to make this very snappy. And basically, you're showing them what you consider to be your highlights. That's not an essential thing, especially if you're a new band. That might be quite a difficult thing to write, but it's really beneficial. Again, this is about just making it as easy as possible for people to engage with their EPK and get from it what they need to get. Point number seven, and this is a non-negotiable <laughs> for obvious reasons, is contact information. So you need to include detailed information, which includes links to anyone you professionally work with. So if you work with a booking agent or with a manager or with anyone like that, you want to include their links as well. But you want to include a phone number and an email address that you regularly check because there's no point in providing an email address for, to have someone email you about an exciting opportunity and then you don't see it and you don't respond for a week or two. Nothing says professional better than prompt 
responses to emails. You just need to do it. There's no way around it. Make sure that the most reliable person, and we're not going to tell you who the most reliable person your band may or may not be, that is up to you to check your email address regularly and respond and keep engaged with what is happening in there. Now, I'm not saying you have to obsessively check your email address. Please don't do that because that way obsession lies for obvious reasons. But check it, say, once a day or once every other day, just to make sure that you're not missing anything. You don't want to miss a big opportunity. I don't think I need to say any more about contact information than that. It just needs to be there. It needs to work. If, you're, if you've got any links in there that don't work, then don't include those because that's madness. The last thing that you need to include is social media links. So only list those that you're active on. Don't go into everything. You may have a banned Twitter profile, but if, you, if you're not really doing anything with it, don't include it because you don't want that kind of thing. You just want to include what you're active on, what you have an engaged audience on. A lot, an increasing amount of festival bookers for example and gig promoters will look at your social media numbers and that's, i'm sorry that's just the way it kind of is becoming so you need to include the ones that make you look favorable but again it all kind of links back to what we've talked about on social media before make sure you're active on your social media posting regularly make sure it's in, it's content that people can engage with give a variety of content things like that will just make your social media profile look better for when people click on it so that is really worth considering as part of your epk now those are the important eight the important eight how would I weirdly dramatic title those are the important eight things to consider and include in your epk i think if you're if you've got to do a really minimal one if for whatever reason you haven't got all the resources all the time then the really 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 important bits are bio photos music contact information and social media links but the other three things which in this case are videos articles reviews career highlights are also important so do consider including them because they will make your epk just look better basically now the last question to consider is where is your epk where are you hosting it there are a million and one websites where you can host an epk and it will look professional because they've designed their website to be easy to use you'll just have a link that you can copy and paste to give to someone things like that they are worth considering certainly but they do come with a cost so swings and roundabouts if you want to find those there really are a million and one of them just go to Google and type in make an EPK, something like that. And you will very quickly find all these all these websites, all these potential places you can use. An alternative, if you've not thought about this before, is to make it a part of your website. But make it a part of your website that is not linked to any other part of your website. So if you have a band website, um, if you use a hosting platform, say I use Wix, you can make a page or several pages that are completely unattached from your website. And the only way someone would stumble into it is if they had the direct link. So if you can do that, you could include a really professional EPK that is essentially a website that someone can access. You can do things like password protect it if you need to. And the other thing you can do is you can have three or four alternatives depending on who it is going to. So you could have three or four very similar websites where the only difference is a bio of a different length 
or whether there's music that's downloadable or not. And you could even label them just for ease of use. So you could have www.bandname.com forward slash reviewer EPK, something like that. And then without really thinking, you know who that EPK is intended for. The other thing you can do, and I would not recommend this, is you can go a bit old school. So we could do a, dare I say it, a PDF um, with your EPK. And that certainly was the way for a very long time. But I wouldn't recommend that. It doesn't look so professional anymore. I'd say make it a website of some of some degree. If that is, say, hosted on your website host or if it's on an EPK website just make sure it's on, I think, one of those two and you're going to be golden. So the last thing to say is once you have an EPK, try it out on a few people. <laughs> and I don't mean like professionals. I wouldn't say immediately throw it out to everyone who you want to see it. I'd say take it slow. So make sure everyone in the band has a read of the full EPK and approves of what is written there because there's nothing worse than people finding out some things there they didn't realise. Another thing you can do is you can, if you've got some friends who know your band well, you can get them to look through your EPK and make some comments and make some changes. Finally, if you want me to have a look through your EPK, I am more than happy to send a link my way. If you go to the show notes of this episode, you can find my email address, email me a link. I'll happily read it and give you my thoughts. I will be very constructive, I promise. So that is it for another episode of the Music Survival Guide. If you enjoyed it, then please, please, please leave us a review. I really appreciate those. I really do. Every single one of you. Please also share it with your friends and bandmates if you thought it was useful. If you need to make an EPK, share it with them and get going. We really appreciate all of you. So if you're interested, we have a community on Facebook called the Music Survival Guide Community. Really original name. Hop over there for chats about music and band life with other musicians and industry people. We will see you next time.